podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Brutal Nation, a podcast series dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and true crime. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, the only, Miss Tammy Underwood. Cough clap. Hi, everybody. <laughs> wow, that was a really demure... No, I know. Trying to be nice, because it's a soft golf clap, I was being nice. And you sweet. know they can't see you bow, right? I know, I, I'm bowing. Okay, <laughs> I'm just letting you know that they can't see you. This is a talk show type of a thing, podcast, not a vlog. <laughs> you know what I was saying the other day? I was thinking the other day? Huh? Is you have a face for radio, Scott. <laughs> that is fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> I have to get you sometimes, you know. And I you ha- get me almost every day, so shut up. And you know what I have a body for, baby? Horror movies. <laughs> exactly. This is, a, this is a whole shit show going on right here. That is a whole, whole thing on it, all in itself. It's a whole genre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You thought I was going to say something different, I thought huh? you were going to say something, and I was going to leap across his desk and choke you. But, no, you did good. You Horror did good. movies. Yeah. All right, so what do you got for me today? Um, This one is... Um, it's for Fetish Friday. Ooh, I However, love I believe the guy I chose for this one has his fetish is something kind of different. Um, not your normal everyday whips and chains kind of fetish guy. Like, is he a feet dude? A who? A feet dude. Would I feature a feet dude myself? He likes Lamborghinis. Okay, Scott, you know me. Would I purposely choose to present a feet dude myself? He would like a foot long? <laughs> Fucking hit you. <laughs> the answer is no. Okay. No, no, no. Although I was thinking about doing this guy out of Oregon that is a foot fetish guy, but whatever. You like smelly tube socks? It's not the tube sock guy. Okay. Anyways, this guy's name is John Wayne Glover. Mm. He is actually. You're going to go with Gacy after that. I'm I know. All, you know, no. we, that's too mainstream for this show, right? Right. No, John Wayne Glover. He was born in England, yet he committed his crimes in Australia. G'day, mate. G'day. No. And, you know, and I actually, I chose this one on my list because we have just opened the Australian market, and I think it'd be nice to reach out to her. Hello to our market our in down Australia. Down under. Down under. Yes. By the way, I'm just letting you guys know the reason why I've never been to your country is because you have ginormous fucking spiders and everything in your country wants to kill me. I know because I watch Wild Discovery. <laughs> have you not seen everything in their country? Like for real? No, I have heard that they have ginormous, like giant, like man eating spiders there. They're the Huntsman spider, man. It's yeah. called the Huntsman for a reason. It's it like, hunts men? It will hunt you down. That's what I heard. It'll yeah. kill you. They're like, ugh. No. Ugh. Yeah, no. Just ah. no. I do. I don't like spiders either. But I would probably. Oh, I don't know. I'd like to go out to the outback. I almost pissed myself just seeing a picture of it. Okay. I believe you. I believe you. So, anyways, John Wayne, Glo- you almost had me say Gacy just now. Glover. You're welcome. Was born on November 26 in 1932 in Wolverhampton, England, UK. Um, he ended up. This is where it's confusing, and I wasn't able to dig too deep into him, and I'm kind of regretting that now. But um, apparently he 
left school with little qualifications, became kind of a drifter, and no matter where he went or what he tried to do, he felt rejected by people. Oh, okay, so he's got some self-esteem issues. Yeah, it seems that way, and it's going to come <coughs> into effect a little bit later, too. So because of this rejection, and because he was born in England, he chose to join the British Army. Oh, Okay, Which sweet. we find is kind of common around this era of people because, A, that's World War II type right. thing. Even though he was, you know, it was a little past World War II, but it's still that patriotic, you know, type. Helping your country out. Exactly. Type thing, feeling yeah. that everybody's, even today, this day right. has. And I can see that how that could be yeah. uh, a self-esteem booster. Exactly. You're doing something worthwhile. You're doing something exactly. meaningful. Exactly. However... um, Apparently, he had gotten into some trouble when he was younger. And so, when the army found out about it, they discharged him right away. Oh, dude. Which, I know here, back in that time, they were like, wasn't the army a place where at-youth, at-risk youth, actually, when they had started getting in trouble, let's enroll him in the army, straighten his ass out? I heard about that all through the 70s, too. Like, yeah. The, like, especially down south, you know, like, a kid would get in trouble. He's, like, 17 years old or 18. Yeah. You know, or even up to 21, judges would be like, boy, I'm going to give you two options here. You can either join the military immediately or spend one year in the county lockup. Your choice. And people were like... Fuck, I'm going to go join the goddamn military. <laughs> you sounded like a mix between, I don't know, Foghorn Leghorn and Colonel Sanders. Have you not now. heard people from the South? I have. This, that very dignified, you know, it, like, and that I'm going like to have me a Georgia. Right. Yeah, I As know. As opposed it, to, like, yeah. Texas, which is, you know, that's a much higher pitch. You know, I'm from Dallas, Texas, and I'm going to sell you a car type yeah, of a thing. And then there's that Arkansas, which is that twangy, femi. Oh, yes. Yeah. I just had sex with my sister. That's Arkansas right there. Damn breeding. All natural. You know, we have a market in Arkansas, too. I am so sorry, Arkansas, that you are inbreeding. <laughs> what can I say? My sister lives there, so I don't care what you say, really. <laughs> okay, Tammy's okay. sister, I'm so sorry that you're inbreeding. What more do you want? <laughs> so, so, um, it was after this discharge from the Army, he chose to emigrate to Australia in the late 50s, okay? Mainly because he was unsure what he wanted to do in his life. Well, it makes sense. He's got low self-esteem. He's got low self-esteem. He's feeling like no matter what he's doing, where he's going, he's getting rejected on every level. It couldn't be much better when you get kicked out of the fucking army, too. Yeah. That can't Um, can't be a self-esteem booster. Yeah. Um, But So when he did get to Australia, he was able to get a job. He became a sales rep for a food company. Oh, sweet. He got married. All right. So no rejection there. Cool, cool. They had two children. Obviously no rejection. And he was actually settling quite nicely into life in Mosman, Sydney. Okay. But like many of the others who we've talked about who descend into the life of being a serial killer, he had... Quite a few previous connect- convictions under his belt. Most of them were for petty theft. Very How- common. Yeah, very common. It's way Even- more common than what people think. It's- yeah. Petty theft, I mean, is 
I mean, petty theft is like stealing ten dollars sometimes. Right, right. But in our serial killers, it seems oh, yeah, to be very much a so. very common thread. Very, very much so. It's like they start out little and end up big. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But also, um let's see. When he moved to Australia, his criminal activities didn't stop and his arrest record started to read more charges as in theft and assaults on women. Like his wife? Is this a domestic no, violence situation? No, I didn't see anything situation? that had anything to do with domestic violence. I'm thinking it had more to do with the prostitution levels. Okay. That kind Although of... I could be wrong. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff that I was looking for one or two more articles that I just couldn't find. I'd be interesting. I'd be interested yeah. to see what his childhood background was, like a detailed. Well, I do know that his he had a pretty contentious relationship with his mother. Aha. Uh-huh. I didn't get like I said. I was looking for one or two more articles to back up some of the stuff I was reading because I don't just quote one article. Right. I always look for at least two credible, if not three, semi-credible sources. <laughs> you know. Um, but so they had kind of a contentious relationship. And um, as a result, uh, let's see. And where was his dad? Does it say anything about where his I dad is? I couldn't find anything on, on his father. Okay, so his dad, more than likely, I'm going to assume, wasn't there. Wasn't in the picture. Okay. Which... One of the articles I read, but like I said, it wasn't from a credible source, so I really wanted to get more to back it up, so I even hate mentioning it, saying that his mother was kind of in an ill-to-do profession, kind of. Not straight out whore, but she was kind of like very sleepy around me type. If he's hunting down hookers. Like I said, I'm not going to verify that as Right, totally. So, um, but I had heard something to that effect. So anyways... In the late 70s and 80s is when his life began to spiral. And this is why. Ooh. Yeah. His mother ended up coming to Australia herself. Like, followed him there. Oh, okay. Like, he was getting away. She's like, not on my watch, bitch. And came with him. I mean, followed him there. Okay. She developed breast cancer. Oh, brutal. And ended up dying in 1989. Now, even though their relationship was contentious, this is his mother. You know what I mean? So at some level, I'm sure that it affected him. Oh, totally. However, this is what I do know. It affected him on another level because shortly after she passed away, he was diagnosed with breast cancer himself. Oh, dude. Which is uncommon, but men get it as well. <clears throat> yeah, oh yeah. I mean, totally. <clears throat> and so that made him spiral even more. And as a result, his marriage like totally fell apart and she ended up moving away with his children. Oh, dude. So it's like... A, your mom follows you. You were trying to get away from her. She follows you. She ends up getting sick. And even though you don't really get along, on some level, you love her. 
Right. Then you get a disease that is thought to be just towards females. Right. You know, especially back in the 70s and 80s, nobody really associated breast cancer with men. Right, correct. Okay? So as a result of that, you're like, have all these fucked up feelings. Your wife leaves you, takes the children, and it's like, there you go. That's I, I can up. understand why his life spiraled. That's so fucked up on his wife's end. Your, right. your husband just got diagnosed with breast cancer, and now, no matter what he's done, Okay, I don't even if he was maybe not the nicest person in the world. Right. Which we have no proof that he wasn't. Right. That is so fucked up. Yeah. You're gonna up and leave in his hour of need. You know, wait till he's in remission. Yeah. Something. Don't just or up and something. Leave. But and don't just take his kids from him. Yeah, that's I mean, on some level leave his kids in his life. Right, exactly. So that's yeah. So I didn't agree with that. So, that, of course, um, that kind of led into his murdering. Um, And, unfortunately, his number of murders will never really be known for sure. Oh? Yeah, I think I counted one, two, three, four, five, six... Known ones. Okay. Okay. So, in 1989, you know, his mom's dead. He's been diagnosed with breast cancer himself. There was an attack on a lady by the name of Margaret Todd Hunter. T-O-D-H-U-N-T-E-R. That's Todd Hunter. Yes. She was 84 years old. She lived in Mosman, Sydney. and uh, Another serial killer that's after my dating pool. Uh, yeah, very much so. She ended up getting punched in the face and robbed, and the person snatched her purse as as a result. And the attack got blamed on Glover. It, there's no nothing to say he did or didn't do it. Okay, but the attack was blamed on him. That's messed up. But okay. okay. So, um, in March of 1989, a lady by the name of Gwendolyn Mitchell Hill who was 82 years old, was followed into the entry, the foyer of her apartment building. Okay. Okay. And whoever followed her in there struck in the back of the head with a hammer. Damn. And she laid on the floor She was they, where they proceeded to beat her repeatedly and took her purse. Holy shit. Okay. The bru- her brutal attack... Um, that attack was so bad that she never recovered. Uh, she died very shortly after the EMSs came to help her. Okay. And at the time, the police had little to go on as there were no witnesses and there were no forensics that they could see at that point to work with. Um, because the good willed neighbors, you know, thinking they were helping, actually washed away the crime scene oh. because they wanted to like get rid of the get rid of the accident the scene of the accident for other people in the apartment buildings which i understand their intentions but come on even then people knew about forensics yeah cuz this was in enough, 89 yeah enough to know that you don't disturb a crime scene 
Yeah, you would think. That's what I thought. But, but here are these dumbasses yeah. going, let's wash everything up. That's yeah. awesome. Good job. Exactly. Good job, guys. Good job. Um, so two months after that attack, um, there was another attack on an elderly woman that was almost identical in the MO. This was an 84-year-old woman by the name of Lady Ashton. She was followed again, entered the foyer of her apartment from behind. She was hit with a hammer. And then this one, the suspect actually strangled her with her own pantyhose before they made off with her purse. Jesus Christ. Okay? So... The the similarities in these two instances um, convinced the police that it was the potential of a serial killer. Because, mind you, the first victim didn't die. Right. Okay. So, they said, oh, you know what? We might actually have a serial killer in our midst. And they actually warned the elderly women to stay away from the entries or foyers of their apartment buildings. Holy shit. You know, alone. Anyways. So then, June of 1989. Um, this serial killer turned into a serial molester. Uh, as opposed to a rapist? Yeah, that's kind of what... I'm a little confused. Yeah, cause... me too. So, I mean, I, hopefully by the time I'm done, it'll make a little bit more sense. But because to me, a molester would be like somebody who fondles. Yeah, more. like he's going to sneak up behind the old ladies, grab their tits, maybe you know, grab between their legs, and right and stuff like that. As uh, you never hear on the news, you know, hey, watch out! There's a serial molester in your neighborhood. You hear exactly. serial rapist. You hear serial flasher. Serial flasher, things like that. Yeah. But you never hear. But hey, then it could just be the terms that they use down in Australia too. It could be. You, you, careful, he'll sneak up behind you and grab a handful of ass and some titty. Well, you know. Well, the the Spanish term for bother don't bother me is no me molesto. <laughs> yeah. You know. So it's like you know, it's bothersome. So this serial molester would target <laughs> women in retirement homes because a series of incidents had been oh my God, reported. It's me. Huh? Oh my God! It's me. I know. <laughs> No, this is 89. You weren't that old. That's, oh, that's me now. 89. You were 16. Mm, there we go. <laughs> well, June of 16, you were st- you 89. You were still 15. But I'll still. still be on puberty. So Yeah, was, that's true. You still have that, saying. you know, touchy-feely going on. Um, so anyways, targeting women in nursing retirement homes, there was a series of incidents that were reported to the police that involved a man who, okay, was inappropriately touching elderly woman. And by the time winter rolled around, the attacks were continuing and they also began to return to their violent phase because 86-year-old Doris Cox was attacked in the stairwell. COX was attacked in the stairwell just outside of her home. She would survive, but because of the way she was attacked, she was unable to give a description to the police. So she was cold cocked. Yes. I am trying not to feed you, feed into you right now because I am probably just as tired as you are. I know. That's why, why you're talking. So, I mean, you want coffee? I'm going to go grab coffee. Oh, yeah. You should grab me a cup of coffee. Yeah, so you continue. I will I grab I will continue. Um, now, next, 
victim was a lady by the name of Margaret Pahun. Uh, P-A-H-U-N. Yes. <laughs> Dude. I am so done. And she was actually 85 years old. And she was attacked on her way home from shopping. She was attacked in the foyer. Uh, apparently, she was hit over the head. And um, then as she was falling, the suspect continued to hit her in the head. And as she, and then she hit the ground. And once that happened, he robbed her and just left her there on the pavement to bleed out. Okay. Next, we would have 81-year-old lady by the name of Olive Cleveland. She was actually attacked at her retirement home, and during the attack, she was strangled with her pantyhose. Since this attack followed the same pattern as the preceding murders, with the killer rearranging the clothing and stealing the belongings, um, they knew that something, I mean, somebody very violent was amongst them, was running around in their community who was targeting vulnerable old women, you know, women who could not defend themselves anymore. Um, his next victim was a 93 year old lady by the name of Muriel Falconer. And she became the next victim of what the media had dubbed the granny killer. Oh, that's fine. Look, I'll even drink it cold right now. <laughs> Thank you. So he happened to follow her to just outside her home where he hit over the head with a hammer. He's dubbed the granny killer? Yes. Okay, I want to make sure I heard that yeah, right. Yeah, no, the media had dubbed him the granny killer by then. And sorry that you guys know that I'm going to go get her coffee, but we've been working and working and working. All and, day. And what have not. And it's just, it's really a shit show. <laughs> and our intern's not here to do it for his damn him for getting a job. <laughs> Well, no, I'm glad he got a job, but damn him for working when we need to work, No, too. shit. That wasn't part of the agreement. Yeah, man. Work Monday yeah. through Friday, bitch. Yeah, guy would do shit on my own now. Fuck. <laughs> I know. So, anyway, so he hit her over the head with a hammer, strangled her. Um, however, with her, her body was not discovered until the next day, oh. which gave her attacker plenty of time to get away. And from this crime scene, the police were finally able to get some forensic evidence to help them find this killer. Oh, neighbors didn't clean the shit up? Yeah, no. I know, right? But you just want to go hit those people and say, what the fuck were you thinking? I know, even if they're elderly, seriously. We know that you watch Mm -hmm. Matlock. (laughs) Right, right. Shit should be on there. You'd be like, Matlock wouldn't be doing this, cleaning up the crime scene. Ironside. Yeah, little Ironsides and shit like that. Matlock, Ironside, Perry Mason. Perry Mason, too, man. You know, why is it that Matlock and Perry Mason could always get the real killer to confess in the middle of the courtroom? I'll tell you why. Tell me why. Okay, because they are both fucking amazing. I was going to say, they would be delivering their freaking thing, trying to question somebody, and they'd be on think- thinking this person was the killer or whatever that they had on the stand. Next thing you know, somebody in the back of the freaking auditorium would go, I did it. I'm the one. It's like... Because... uh uh. Perry Mason's name, real name was uh, Raymond Burrow, right? Uh-huh. Raymond Burr. That was his real, yeah, and actor's I'll name. I'll tell you, man, I loved him as an actor because I've I watched a lot of Perry Mason. I can tell. Uh, 
Because I believe I believe what he was saying. Like, seriously, if he was an attorney and I was the killer, I'd be like, you caught me. You know what? Let this dude go. It was me. Sorry, Perry. Yeah, and with with freaking Matlock, though, it was, you can't lie to freaking Andy. No, no, yeah. <laughs> Especially him being from Georgia. Exactly. You know? That too, He's yeah. got this, uh, the, the Georgia thing going yeah. on. But now, I will tell you exactly who did this, but I know that you're in the audience right now, and you'll... Tell us who you are. You're right. You got me. Fuck it. Yeah. I screwed well, up. Well, and the fact that he was Andy from the Andy Griffith show. You right. Know, the cop that was so nice to everybody <laughs> and all this other crap. And so, and nobody could lie to him. Nobody. They would try, but then they couldn't. Exactly, you know? man. You got a son named Opie of all things. Uh, no shit, shit, yo. Opie. If I ever had another kid, I'd name it Opie. I would kill you. Cletus you Opie. As, you, oh, shit. No. Might as well. Cletus Opie Sue? No. <laughs> boy named Sue? No, 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 no. Opie, Cletus, Alexander, or Cletus Opie, Alexander. Koa? There you go. <laughs> or Oka? Hey, I've Orca. Got, I've got Cletuses in my family, okay? I've got three of them. I don't doubt you. <laughs> and don't you have an Uncle Tavish? Talmadge. Talmadge. But I was going to say, Uncle I Talmadge knew it was died. a weird name. Uncle Talmadge died a while back. Yeah, but no. You got and he's my great uncle. Okay. So, um, by 1990, Glover had actually gained a lot of confidence because he was getting away with everything for so long. Well, yeah. Much like all serial killers. And this all happened within a year. Remember that. This all happened in a year. Right, right. But like a lot of serial killers that are actually perfecting their trade. Right, because he had started out small. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's, he's perfecting it. Yeah. He's got his confidence. Yeah. And not just that. I mean, not only is he getting his confidence in what he's going to do, he's also getting his confidence because he's not getting caught and he's not being suspected. And he just came from a place where his self-confidence was ultimately really low. Very low. So he found Very something that low. he's good at. While I don't condone it, I understand <laughs> it. I understand I that too. he found something that he's good at. Right. Because we have to remember, he came from a life where he was rejected. Ended up moving to Australia, found a found a job, found a woman, had a family. Right. That Typical confidence and self esteem was building. Right. He was good to go. Then he develops breast cancer. She his marriage falls apart, f- probably as a result of that because he's probably depressed and doesn't know how to deal with it. Right. So his marriage falls apart. She leaves him. Confidence crushed again. Yeah. So he's and he found something that he's good at. He's yes. good at killing. Pretty much. Seems to be very, well, very good at attacking and then killing, yes. Right. So, I, um, like I said, don't condone it. Understand it. Yeah. Can rightfully, I mean, and then it goes on to say rightfully so that him being able to carry out a string of murders and attacks on these elderly women without being caught um, boosted that confidence even more. Ta-da. So... As a result, and as we've seen with other killers in, that we've profiled, that's when he became careless. I was going to say, then he, his, he let his alligator mouth overload his hummingbird yeah. ass, as they would say. Yeah, because he actually, for the food company he worked for, he was actually delivering like food to hospitals and stuff. Oh. Which I would venture to say it was more along the lines of like a vendor. Right, you know, he's got to be a yeah. vendor. Yeah. So, he was delivering food to one of his regular food deliveries at a hospital, and he, it says indecently assaulted. 
So I'm assuming he molested or yeah, touched inappropriately. Sounds like something to that effect. Uh, an elderly female patient and a nurse almost caught him in the act. Well, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Dude, is your name Kenneth? That's my grandpa. He said that all the time. <laughs> grandpa, grandpa. Well, your grandpa was a wise man, apparently. Yeah. He was identified, actually, by the nursing staff who knew him from previous deliveries. So it's like he was he was shitting <laughs> in his own backyard. God damn. Yeah. It's like, how many times have got to tell you you don't shit in your own backyard? Um, and then when they started showing his pictures around, the victim actually positive identified him well yeah they already know who the fuck john is yeah yeah <laughs> exactly so the nurse is like you know what mystery I, solved man something suspicious i saw him coming out of her room and it was suspicious so you know so then they show the lady a picture of him and she's like oh yeah that was him that's the guy who grabbed my titty <laughs> or my knee i don't know could have been my knee they're both at the same level I was going to take a drink and I can't do it. Damn it. I was hoping you had a mouthful of it. I was aiming aiming for that. I want to clean the sticky off the computer. (laughs) Anyways. Where do you want to clean the sticky off of? Nowhere right now. (laughs) So the police actually asked him to come down to the police station so they could talk to him. And he didn't show up. Would you? You're already busted. No, but I do know some of our ones that we have profiled that would have. Yeah, but... I'm just saying. You look at Australia, there's the outback, you can get lost out there. This is true. What are they going to do, send the kangaroo patrol after you? Like, for reals. (laughs) Call Steve Irwin, because he's probably, he was alive back then, and go, hey, crocodile hunter, hunt this bastard down? No. No. Or what's his name? The Crocodile Dundee. Oh, that's right. Hogan. That's right. Then he's going to come yeah. up to John Wayne and go, that's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. <laughs> Dude, we are so tired. That's fucked up. God damn. <laughs> I was saying it's fucking sleep. I know. I've had very little, too. So um, when the police ended up following up with them, they discovered that he had actually didn't show up because he had attempted suicide. And he was in the hospital recovering from it. Oh, hey, that's a good reason to miss that appointment. Yeah. So at the hospital, the police were given a suicide note that the nursing staff had found. And the nurses, I mean, the note made these detectives investigating the granny killing murders very suspicious because scrawled on the note were the words, no more grannies. <laughs> I've said that to myself a few times. <laughs> doesn't work, does it, Scott? <laughs> doesn't. It's kind of like, a, it's kind of like the latest yeah. potato chip once you've had one. <laughs> once you pop, you can't stop. That's right. That's, like, that's Pringles. Yeah, that's true. But that is the Pringles I'm one. We start, couldn't think of that the other day, remember? I'm going to start calling grannies Pringles. You got that look. See, I didn't get you. I just have no words. Uh, I didn't make a mom joke or anything like that. You didn't. But I'm sure this is leading into, I need your son's number so he can help me out here. No, I wouldn't do that to you. I still want your mom's number because now she's my Pringle. (laughs) There you go. And you slid right into that one. I did. You're welcome. Okay, so when they were finally able to talk to Glover, he denied any and all knowledge 
as well as in the involvement in any of the assaults, the indecent assaults. <laughs> Although he wrote no more grannies on there. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, they couldn't prove he wrote it. They just, the nurses found it. It's a safe assumption. Come it on. Is. He's your suspect. Did the granny killing rapist, whatever the fuck, purse dealer come in and go, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to write this note and leave it next to this random guy. it was guy. a su- suicide note. Yeah. And within the note, it said, no more grannies, which <laughs> basically tells you whoever wrote it was the killer. <laughs> That's all. Wait a minute. Is he like O.J. Simpson? Was he looking for the real killer? If Or if I would have done it, this is how it would have happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, can you get any more stupid than that? The, well, he tried to outrun the cops in a Ford Bronco. So, I mean. A slow speed chase, by yeah, the way. A yeah, a slow speed chase. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I have no respect for him. Got because, tons of money. Yeah. You can have yourself a freaking vet or yeah, a Lambo. Or, or Robert Blake. That yeah. guy who, other guy who killed his wife. Right, Beretta. Yes. I just have no respect for either one of them. <laughs> wasn't he in Spartacus? No, he wasn't in Spartacus. No, he was Beretta. Yeah, you're right. My bad. So when, like I said, he denied all, all involvement. However, they were convinced, but they didn't want to tip him off that they seriously believed he was involved in the murders. So they placed him under surveillance to try to catch him in the act. So they placed him under surveillance, let him basically let him think that they let him go so that he would kind of be brazen and get up in the hospital and try to attack another granny. Hey, hold on. Stop right there. I wonder if they had one that they specifically used as bait. He wrote on that note, no more grannies. You knew what he wanted to do. Leave him the hell alone. He already said no more. That's that's like that's like no tradesies. No takes these backsies. No takes these backsies. Don't be an Indian giver. He already said no more grannies. Get up off the dude. Yeah. And so. Maybe he needs a granny patch. <laughs> like for sm- like how smokers wear the patch. He can get one uh, for grannies. Maybe. Maybe. Now, this is what's fucked up. While he was under surveillance, he went to go visit the home of one of his friends, which is was 60-year-old Joan Sinclair. So she's younger than the other ones. Yeah, she's not even a granny. Well, kind of she is, but no not really. way. So after he was there for three hours and the police saw no sign of him, they actually radioed into their superiors and say, um, can we go in and check to make sure everything's okay? Please tell me he was getting a piece of ass. And so by early evening, they <sighs> were... Uh, given the okay to go into the house, and that's where they made the discovery of Joan's body along with a bloodied hammer, and they were searching for Glover to try and find him, and he was lying unconscious in the bathtub, in the bathtub where he had tried to commit suicide again. Oh, dude. Yeah. There's so much wrong with what you did, man. Number yeah. one, okay, you killed Joan. That's fine. You're a serial killer. That's what you do. That Yeah, we expect that. But, dumbass. I don't even know if he's alive or not. So just in case you are, look here, dumbass. Once you kill a victim, you don't off yourself in their fucking bathroom. Because it could fail. If you're going to do that, get the fuck out of the house. Find a nice quiet spot. Do yourself in. You leave the scene. You don't hang out. This isn't Party Central, jackass. Right. <laughs> Party City. 
Yeah, no. I mean, and this is my whole thing. It's like, it seems to me that every suicide attempt, he's actually been very wanting of it. It's not like he was doing a colon. Yeah, yeah. Or even a Gilbert and faking it. No, I I, I dig. I dig. And and it does seem like he wants to die. They were not successful. And and his past... The information that you've given me about his past with the low self-esteem and everything like that feeds into a real suicide attempt. Yes. Okay, that I totally, totally get. I'm not, I'm not no. denying for me a second. Me neither. Me neither. That he tried to commit suicide. No, I'm me just neither. saying that, Glover, you're a dumbass. Right. I'm just. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It's like you know what, dude. Yeah. And second of all, why would he start to target a friend? That was my next Somebody question. Somebody he knew, and. It was kind of a break from his M.O. because she was significantly 20 younger. 20 plus years younger. Yeah, because I think his youngest one was like 83 or something like that. That's what I was thinking it was, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and the reason why I chose him for Fetish Friday is because actually targeting the elderly like that is a form of fetishism. Well, plus he's groping them too. Yes, that too. So, uh, killing them aside. Right. That is, that's sexual contact. Right. If you're literally groping, I make fun of grannies all the time. Like, I'm going to go bone grannies, except for your mom. Your mom I'm really after. But I'm not out there randomly groping old ladies. You're not. Except your mom. Thank God you haven't met her yet. <laughs> you just wait. I am scared. I'm sure there is some point in the future, if we continue to be friends... Which we might just have to end our friendship before this happens. I mean, you I'm live just across you, from a Catholic church. I'm there is seek an imminent breakup coming up between you and I and our friendship <laughs> because at some point my mom is going to say, "Scott, why don't you come over for Thanksgiving dinner?" Yeah, no. At some point she's going to say, "Scott, you're right. Take me out on a date. I'm going to sit on your lap." Then you or Scott, would you like butt. to join us for all you can eat sausage and kraut fest across the street? And Scott is going to be like, okay. Damn his mom. And you want to join me for all you can eat sausage? Over. <laughs> I, will, I will literally be in an insane asylum because I will not be able to handle it. It's because your mom's already longer. in love with me. Well, she does care about you on some level that I don't understand. Because <laughs> I'm fabulous. Anyway. Anyways. Let's talk about so, John Wayne Glover. He, of course, is arrested and charges are brought up. So he's, he's taken to the hospital first, isn't well, he? Well, of course. Christ but sakes, that's fucking I, brutal. I meant eventually. And so on March 28th of 1990, his trial begins. In his trial, he admits to the killings, but pled not guilty on the grounds of diminished responsibility. A psychiatrist ah. actually said that Glover had built up hostility aggression, and aggression since he was a young child against his mother and then against his mother-in-law who was said to trigger him on some level. So there you have it. Wait a minute, but he didn't include the wife? No, there was nothing about the wife um, here, but they say with the deaths of both the mother and the mother-in-law before he started, right before he started killing was... Pretty much the catalyst for his murders because he needed a new outlet for his anger. He I, couldn't direct it towards them anymore, so he directed it towards somebody else. I agree, but disagree at the same time. And let me tell you why, because this one's kind of confusing. 
I would have included the wife in there because that's a pretty big bomb to drop when you've got breast cancer and then you're looking at your husband and go, you know what? Fuck off. I'm out of here with your kids. Mm -hmm. Die of breast cancer. Don't care. You know, and you move on. You know, that's. Yeah. So on the one hand, I can kind of see where he's taking it out on his mom. But then maybe they didn't lump her in it because his victim pool was the elderly. And that's they figured they'd have a better way of like making it stick if they just focused on the elderly women in his life. Uh, Maybe, but I'm just throwing I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying that that's what I believe. No, I'm racking my brain on this one because I would think that adding the wife in there could only do good. Because, you would think so, because it's a third woman in his life that right. has demeaned him and, you know, treated him like crap. And he has no way of, like... Of getting any repercussions exactly, for it. Exactly. Yeah, there, there's no catharsis he can get for that except right. for this right. right here. So I would think that the wife would have, at bare minimum, I would have thrown her in uh, as... An Adam, an added uh, female yeah, antagonist, kind of, yeah. Okay, you know, kind of fuel to the fire. Like he's already pissed off at his mom. Right. He's pissed off at his mother-in-law. Right. And now you have the wife that has just really destroyed your life. Pretty much, yeah. You know, not, and I don't know kicked if she kicked you while you were down. Yeah, kicked you while you were down. I would have added that in because that I can see how that could all together be the catalyst. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, However, the Crown prosecutor maintained that he was completely aware of his actions. And he was entirely sane at the time of the killings, knowing he was doing wrong. You know, which is, you know, the basis for insanity. They didn't realize at the time that what they were doing was wrong. Right, right. So, the jury took very little time um, to deliberate and they found him guilty of the six murders. He was given six life sentences and with a recommendation that he never be released. So I assuming over there they don't have the, you know, life without parole option, but they have the life with a recommendation for no parole. I would think since Australia was formed as a prison colony. I know, right? That they would have the death penalty. You would think so. Or at least feeding him to crocodiles or something. What? No, I was trying to focus on something else, so it took me a minute to register what you said. Um, yeah. Have or at a, least let him get kicked by a kangaroo, punched by a kangaroo, right? Something. Because I heard those hurt. Have him swim by a kangaroo, man. They'll hang out in the water just to drown shit. Oh, really? Haven't you seen that? I thought you sent me that video. No, one me. I can't remember who sent it to me, but there's a video, um, and then we'll wrap all this up. Uh, and... So there's a kangaroo, he's just chilling in the water, right? And he's wow. all there muscular. And there was like something like a, I don't know what the hell, swam by him. But he grabs it, pulls it over, holds it under the water, and drowned it. Holy shit. And just went back to, I'm not chewing whatever he's chewing. Like, he didn't even give a fuck, huh? He had no fucks to give. Wow. See, if I were going to send you an animal video, it'd be of the elephant saving somebody. Send me one of somebody cooking a fucking penguin. <laughs> I told you that one penguin is it, you know. That's because everybody's against me trying to eat a penguin. They're considered endangered. Bastards. Yeah. Well, anyways. So, after this guilty verdict, though, um, the justice would stated that 
they were dealing with a very, uh, an extremely <coughs> dangerous person. No shit. Okay. Now, he's in jail. He's sentenced to six life sentences. This was back in 1990, right? 15 years later, in September of 2005, he is 72 years old. He's up there. Yeah. He committed suicide, succeeded committing suicide in jail. Hey, he, he However, succeeded. Cool. This is the kicker. When they did his autopsy, it was determined that he, was, he hung himself by accident when he was just trying to do something to gain sympathy from people. He didn't mean to kill himself at that time. So let me get this right. Let me get this right. You try and try to kill yourself and you legitimately want to die and you fuck and you it fail. up. The one time you go, I just need some sympathy. I'm going to fake hang myself. You succeed. You succeed. Dude, this. He had it I, fucked all the way around. I know that. He had bad luck. Everywhere. I know that Mr. Glover had a low self-esteem, but dude, you were the, you're the epitome of a loser. Yeah, almost exactly. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, you don't, I mean, at no point when I, and like I said, I didn't get a whole lot. I was looking for some other verifications. Um, but at no point did I ever think, oh man, except for him being di- diagnosed with breast cancer. And I right. know that at that time, they he probably didn't know how to deal with it. Right. Then I can, I, I that get a little I sympathy for him. with him. Yeah. And, yeah. and the wife leaving him yes. during that time. That right there, I give you, you know, hey, that's a sad fucking story. Right. But the but, killing of the grannies. Yeah. Brutally attacking. I mean, hit, sneaking up from behind. At their most vulnerable when they're coming into their apartment building. Right. Where once you enter into that space of the foyer, that's your safe space. And that's what I was going to say. When because I when I enter my home. That's your sanctuary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this is my sanctuary. I expect to be here and be safe. Exactly. Everybody does. Yeah. So not only that, so he was catching them at a vulnerable time, sneaking up behind them, brutally attacking them. And just leaving them, leaving them there but to die. The worst one was when he attacked Joan. You know, yes. here's a friend of yours, a, a friend, and so your friends trust you. you. Yeah. Exactly. You know, my friends trust me. You yes. trust me, except for around your mom. But you know, you would expect Starting if I came into your mouth, house, but, huh? You would expect if I came into your house, oh, yeah. to visit. If I can, hey Tam, how's it going? That I'm not going to oh club you over the head with a fucking hammer and strangle and strangle you. Yes, that's a pretty safe assumption. Yeah. That's what I assume when people come and, over to visit me. Yeah, and I would also assume that even if you didn't do that, uh, that no point would you surprise me by showing up and doing it <laughs> that point either. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, there is a level of trust there. So the fact that he targeted a friend of his, um, I don't think that even speaks to sloppiness. I think that spoke to... Like maliciousness, yeah, malicious and egotistical almost. Oh, one hundred percent, I agree. You know, yeah, I was looking for the right word, but yeah. So you know, it, that's what that whole thing was. But at the same time, I mean, with all of these, I believe one hundred percent he's guilty of them all. Oh, I do too. I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah. And I believe, I'm sorry it happened by accident, I believe that he should have had the death penalty. Right. Because he attacked vulnerable people. 
Right. You don't see a lot of 80-year-old women that are like ninjas. You know what I mean? Oh, That's no. Not I mean, every comes. once in a while, you get the ones that hit somebody over the head with a baseball bat and say, Paya. Paya. <laughs> but. Um, Listen to the Scotty and Squatch show for that episode. Yes. You'll it was understand. a nice little Floridian woman that just let some guy have it. <laughs> but. Um, so I said, not very often do you see some 80-year-old no, chick who's a ninja. No. You I know. mean, every once in a while you get the viral video of some old lady beating the snot out of some guy who was trying to help her across the street, and she <laughs> thought he was trying to steal her purse. But at the same time, they are very vulnerable, like, sect of people. You know what I mean? Right. All, all, most elder, elderly are. Right. You know, especially when you hit your 80s, you're, right. you're getting up I there mean, to where you're kind of frail. and Yeah, and I kind of equate it to, you know, because they always say, if you want to hear the truth, ask a child or an old lady. And I kind of equated to the same thing. It's like you have these children who are vulnerable, who don't know how to defend themselves. Right. Then you have these older women who have lived a life and can no longer defend themselves. Right. It's not physically possible for exactly. most of them. Yeah. So you're going to attack them and, you, and you're going to justify it by saying they were adults. No, I don't. I don't condone any. I mean, I don't no. condone it on any level, but I don't <laughs> understand that either. Oh, me neither. And honestly, I don't even understand killing the old ladies because you were pissed off all the time or had deep hatred of your mother-in-law and your mom. Yeah, because when I you just... target them at an age when most of their brutality was at, you know, because what was it? Yesterday's episode, we just featured Cole. Right. 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 Who targeted women who were in the sex trade or he felt were cheating on their husbands. Right. Okay. But... He didn't go target him at the age his mother currently was. He targeted him at the age his mother, you know. Was, up, approximately. Was. Yes. No, yeah, and, and that uh, that plays into it as well, you know. It's just, <sighs> you would think that common sense, which seems to be not very common anymore, would prevail. And Well, common would... sense is not, I mean, it is not a learned thing. It is a you have it or you don't. But you would think it would cross his mind every once in a while that, hey, you know what? This lady here might have been a good mom. And these women might have been. They might have been shit mothers, too. Right. But what if even one of them was a really good mom? Right. Fantastic mom. Mm-hmm. Nothing like his or his mother-in-law's. Correct. Any, anything like that. And you just offed her for what? Being a good mom? Because she reminded you of your mommy? Is that what you did, okay, John? See, so she reminded you of your mommy. Is well, well, that's what he tried to say in court. But to me, it I agree with the prosecutor that that made no sense. No, it doesn't. Because you and I both know that if a serial killer is going to go out there and target, target somebody because they remind him of his mother, it's not going to be at the age she was when she died. It'd be at the age she was when she was hurt, abusing. When she was abusing him yeah. or he was traumatized by her. Right. A, a prox- that's an approximate age. We're not yes. saying like if she was 26, it has to be 26 years old. No, but, but that, it'd be somebody between the age of 22 to 30 some. Right. Yeah. You know, at bare minimum, it'd be his own age group. Correct. You know, uh, with with similar personality characteristics. Right. It Not be little somebody... old ladies. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying right there. I think he'd like to kill them and given the information, maybe even grow their bodies once they were down. That probably was very likely so, too. Because if he's groping... Once he, once he progressed to the killing phase... I believe that he did probably 
right. at some point gained some sexual satisfaction with their deceased body. That's what I would think. Because if you're doing it when you're not killing them and they can kind of say something, yeah. what are you doing when they can't say oh, anything? Yeah, totally. Totally. That's yeah. sick fuck, man. So, yeah. So, like I said, his whole case made, I mean, reasoning and everything made no sense to me. But, yeah. And like I said, maybe, I mean, I've never really said, except for a few people, that I'm glad they're no longer around. So I'm glad that he fucked up his own uh, yeah, fake kinda, suicide. Well, it kind of serves him right. Yeah. You reap what you sow, Mr. That's Glover. Right. And you one reap time what you, you don't sow. want to commit suicide, you commit suicide. That's just <laughs> stupidity right there. That is, man. It like took it to, it was the epitome of stupidity. That's friggin' awesome, but, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> there you have it. Mr. John Wayne Glover. No final thought on that, huh? Not really, because like I said, I, I, I was waiting for a couple other things. But, you know, they didn't pan out. And I'm hoping that they will before I post this on the on our blog so that I can at least, you know. Include them in the blog part, Include yeah. it on the blog. If not, I'll just explain that I was never able to verify the information. Because no, that's I will screaming. not put out information that I have not verified. Well, that was true. Just for our listeners' peace of mind, we do strive to be as accurate. As accurate as possible. Yes. As humanly possible. Yes. That is uh, verifying sources and uh, double and triple checking everything. Exactly. Exactly. Pretty I kind of equate it to like the news media. The news media technically, I'm going to say technically, should not release a breaking story without verifying at least two credible sources. I will take that sometimes to another level when I do it and have to have three. Because I've had three sources before that I didn't really know who the, you know, the websites or whatever. Right. And it's like they were completely wrong. Yeah, you I've know? read a few like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where yeah. you sit there and you read and go, oh, wow, that's awesome. And then you verify it with credible ones. You're oh, you're full of shit. This yeah, sounded you awesome. Way but off yeah, you're not even close, man. Yeah. So. All right, boys and girls. This has been Brutal Nation. You like that way I put it that time there, like a game show host? Come on down. <laughs> You're the next contestant on Brutal Nation. <laughs> Dude, we should start saying that at the beginning. Holy shit. I'm going to come up with something catch like that. Remember that you can send us an email even if it's to complain about this uh, episode right here because we're both dog-ass tired. <laughs> we are. At BrutalNation.cast at gmail.com. Please, for the love of God, check out the website. Which yes. is www.twistedbluellc.com. Since we all shop on Amazon anyway, if you could just disable that uh, pop-up blocker cl- and before you shop on Amazon, click on the Amazon link on our webpage. It does help out the show tremendously. We'd appreciate it. Yes. The- and, yeah, it, like I said, it doesn't. I always put it in there. It doesn't cost you anything extra Yeah, at it doesn't, all. doesn't cost you a damn thing. Nothing. Yeah, except for what you spend on Amazon. That's your own business. Yeah. If you're like me, then Amazon owns your soul anyway. They own mine. <laughs> this show is copyrighted 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC and produced by Twisted Blue LLC. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.